This is London Calling. London Calling. Thus, it hath pleased Almighty God to take out of this transitory life unto his divine mercy the late, most high, most mighty, and most excellent monarch, Elizabeth II. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Welcome to London Calling with me, James Dillingpole, and my very good friend, Mr. Toby Young. So, Tobes, I would imagine that you had some sort of special press pass and you jumped the queue and you went to the funeral. I was in the Abbey, James, standing between um, Emmanuel Macron and um, (laughs) uh, uh, Jacinda Arden, having to get between them to stop them. Were you? Snogging. Were they they there? Literally, I had to literally fight fight them off each other i was like for god's sake right. guys get a room um no um <laughs> i was not there um i did i did i did like like many many billions of people possibly billions of people across the world i watched some of it on television what about you james mm. um yeah same same i mean i it it's always interesting seeing these things isn't well, it? i mean you, you know it was i mean whether you're a monarchist or not I don't think you can dispute that it was all unbelievably well organised and seemed to go off without a hitch. And you think kind of like, well, okay, I know they've had a certain amount of time to prepare for this, but as far as I know, they've only had one full dress rehearsal. So how was it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was... Come on. I mean, they they can do this sort of thing with their eyes closed. It's not like like it hasn't been on the cards for for years. But, you know, I mean, mean, most other other set piece events, you know, uh, you know, look at look at Boris at the 2012 Olympics getting stuck in the kind of harness and dangling over the stadium. I mean, you know, it's not it's not unusual for kind of events organised prob- by probably... the public sector to kind of go badly wrong and to be kind of riddled with errors. But this was just seamless, faultless. I don't know. Look, just just can't, can't we ask the person just, who organised, um, you know, the Queen's funeral to take over the running of the NHS? I mean, it, it, yeah. But... Yeah, but that's that's what everyone says about the the, oh, the royal tattoo and the and the you know all event all, all events uh, involving the military. Every, the the on the, the kind of the the chattering classes take on it is always why can't we get the military to 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 organise things? They they, but actually I'm not sure that that's a, a, that's anything to be desired, really. One doesn't, you know, getting the military involved is 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 what happens in, you know, Nazi Germany. Do you think stuff. that's? Do you think that accounts for why these kind of important set piece ceremonies involving the royals do go off without a hitch because the military is essentially tasked with organising them? I mean, the guy, yeah. the guy organising this was um, the Duke of Norfolk, I think, and it's been it's been his family's responsibility to organise the yeah. funerals of monarchs for something like four hundred years. 
Um, I guess that helps a bit too. But it, I don't think he's, at least not at the moment, I don't think he's in the military. No, but it's kind of his... It, it, <laughs> he, he doesn't have many jobs, does he? But he, he's probably got one job and that's it. I don't know. I don't want to do many. <laughs> Other than that, he's, he's probably sort of <laughs> shooting. He's probably doing what you'd like to do all the time if, you, if you're given half the chance if you were a duke, and that's shooting. Well, look, his, shooting his grandfather his... apparently said to his father when his father was, you know, stressing about having to organise a royal funeral during his lifetime, but it was still his responsibility that he, his grandfather, um, uh, arranged for the British army to cross the Rhine within 24 hours. So, state funeral, piece of cake. Well, who did that? His grandfather? His grandfather, yeah. Yeah. All right. The current Duke's grandfather, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we, we, did, you, did, did a tear come to your eye, James, at any point in the, in the beautiful ceremony? Um, no. Did you not think this is the kind of this is this is the kind of this may be the last time we'll ever see you know um, uh, Britain in such majesty um, so elegantly and beautifully portrayed. Well, there's something. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's definitely something in that one. I mean, um, given what's coming, yeah, I would say, I would say yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the like that movie, the shooting party, where you know the the, the last kind of the last hurrah before the before the first world war yes it's that kind of yeah thing. yeah yeah all that and, and it also reminded me a bit i don't know if you if you know that film um I've got, the the end of an illusion by uh jean renoir it's a french film that's la grande illusion isn't it is it la grande illusion yes i think it is right, i think, I think so. you're right yeah and, and it's right. set during the first world war and um right. and a, a german pilot i think crashes and is um, treated well by his French captors because he's a member of the same, you know, uh, court society, international, you know, society as them. Um, and um, I don't mean literally, I mean, you know, society, society with a small s. Um, he, he's posh, he's an aristocrat, he's part of the kind of extended, you know, ruling families of Europe. Um, and, uh, and it's sort of, it's about the end of that era and how the First World War signaled the end of that era um, and the beginning of a new age, uh, and in many ways, a less attractive um, age. Um, but it, sort of, it sort of reminded me of that a bit. It was about the kind of, you know, it seemed like the kind of last hurrah of, yeah. of Britain, which is rapidly disappearing before our eyes. I think, I think it's already gone. Um, but yeah, I, I, I take your point. I'd certainly much rather have lived in, the, um, in that, t- that, that period before the First World War. I think um, that would have been great, you know, when when taxes were exceptionally low and, and regulation was was virtually non-existent, and you could travel the world without a passport. It must have been but great. You're, you're assuming, though, Jace, as most people do when they look back through rose-tinted spectacles at these earlier eras, that what there would have been, the, I'd have been a rich, you'd have been person. rich person. You'd have been amongst the ruling class. You'd have been a sort of the few yeah, thousand who were able to travel the world without a passport. Yeah, but but if but if I hadn't been, maybe I would have been living a, a life of. Rustic bliss, rustic bliss, you know, with my, with my, I didn't know, like, my like team of, dar- of darling and, buds uh, of May, kind of bucolic, yeah, yeah, that kind of, yeah, that kind of pastoral, thing. Yeah. Idyll. yeah, yeah, merry England. Um, anyway, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I, I did think it went on for a bit. I mean, is it is it heretical? Is it seditious? Is it treasonous to say it went on just a little bit too long? Um, I, I could have done with a kind of, you know, I thought, I thought. An hour and a half probably would have just about, you know, surely they could have got it done in an hour and a half. I mean, I guess there was a lot to do, but um, 
it did seem to i mean i can't promise i can't swear that i i watched every single second of it what about you um no, well i i i i was i like the music um i mean you you give you you think about how choral singing in 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 cathedrals has been run down distressingly in in the last in the last years and, and and decades and that's probably the last one of the last bastions where you're going to get absolutely tip-top choirs singing old-fashioned choral choral music um so things like that i, I did i thought i thought we were going to get a few more crowd pleasers like like i vow to thee in my country I yes that, but we didn't that get any of that. At, le- at least justin yeah. welby didn't pause the proceedings at one point and say before we go any further i just think we ought to examine this ritual this ceremony in more detail to make sure there aren't any references to britain's involvement in the transatlantic slave trade and none of these songs are written by anyone with any connection to the transatlantic slave trade and none of the artifacts on display here these symbols that are visible um have any connection with it because after all if they do we can't we can no longer include them in this in this ceremony luckily he kept strum about that yeah i i th- I, I thought I, I thought he struck a, a wrong note when he when he managed to invoke covid i just thought that was completely unnecessary to mention this this yeah. this thing that had happened in the last couple of years yeah. As, as as though it were the thing that we should care about. I thought, I thought I, that was yeah. I, I find yeah. I find any reference to COVID that requires you to affirm that the lockdowns were a sensible policy and that the um you know and not not challenging the efficacy and safety of the vaccines. Just taking that whole narrative for granted. Any reference that does that and just kind of takes it for granted that you're going to agree. That makes my flesh yeah. crawl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if yeah, I see someone, I, I, if I see absolutely. anyone in a mask now, it makes my flesh creep. I hate it. Oh, so do I. I, I kind of think. Well, you, you're you're not going to you're not going to last much longer. At least the ceremony. At least the funeral was mercifully free of masks. Uh, did you see anyone wearing a mask? No, but 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 uh, no, no, I didn't. No, no. That was that was something. No. I suppose. Yeah. If, if it had been held in, um, I would have thought, you know, many other countries, New Zealand, for instance, Australia, um, or Canada, almost anywhere else in the Anglosphere, actually. Yeah, that's true. I mean, one forgets just uh, you, you, uh, when, when one travels, you, you, you go to places where yeah. um, they're still they're still in thrall yeah. to, the, to the stupid. Yeah. And so uh, you're back from Greece. Um, mm. Did you have a good time? Really good. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd really recommend where I went. Yeah, what was which it? Was called Lefka. Oh, okay. Or possibly Lefkada. I never did work out how, how you pronounce it properly. Right. Or, or Lefkas, I think it's also called. Um, but it's and what, and, it's in the it's in the Ionian. It's it it's it, it's where all the yachts go right. for there. They 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 hire their their, their yachts or, or they have their own yachts and they go and cruise between the islands. And it's it's just idyllic the, the the sea is you know a particularly lovely shade of blue and um and i suppose that there's a i not, i don't know much about, I, I wish i could sail i really wish i could do that because I, th- I think you know um that's going to be the way we're going to be you know if if, if if they stop us flying you know how else are we going to escape from our island except on a boat yeah except you know the, um, the, the sea ste- you know the the kind of um nipped in the bud seasteading movement quickly realized that 
you know, you imagine that when you're out at sea, you know, um, uh, sailing the ocean's blue, that you're somehow free of, you know, normal petty restrictions. You are, you know, your own man. Um, you, you have, you can enjoy liberty at last, whereas the seasteaders discovered that actually, you know, um, the oceans are even more heavily regulated than being on, you know, the land. And it's, it's, I didn't know yeah. this. What, where, where, where did you discover oh, those, this? There have been, what's, there have been a couple, couple of pieces about attempts to kind of create these independent states on, you know, yes. former cruise ships um, and with their own laws um, uh, and so forth. But the reason they were unable to do it, um, or at least so far they've all been unsuccessful, is that, 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 that you know, accommodating people on a cruise ship uh, particularly accommodating them permanently, um, is just an unbelievably regulated activity. And to comply but with how, all the regulations who, who, is, um, is how, far too expensive for it to be viable. How can there be... Surely nobody owns the sea, do they? I think they, 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 own, they own kind of shipping lanes or the right to kind of travel from one you know, area to another. And uh, there were just all kind of uh, international laws, I think, governing kind of cruise ships. And, you know, the health and safety on cruise ships is like, you know, you're up the wazoo with red tape, even compared to the NHS. Um, so seasteading is just a non-starter, apparently. Oh. Yes, yeah, okay. pretty, I've read some right. depressing pieces about it. Well, that, I suppose that saves me having to learn to sail then. Yeah. You may, you that, may, I mean, how long would that take? You imagine you're escaping. How long would it take, do you reckon, to get... You're sailing into a thicket of red tape, even on the ocean's blue. Yeah. So, so I, 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 would, I would recommend, I, I would recommend Greece. It's good. Apart, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, good. Um, should we hear from our first um, sponsor, James? Thanks to big tech, we're all under a constant barrage of communication. When you're not being messaged, pinged, or DM'd, you're being inboxed or atted. Through the actual letterbox, nothing but bills, direct mail, and fast food leaflets. If you miss the joy of sending and receiving real letters, then you need eSnail. If you like the idea of a typed airmail letter that lets you choose fonts, add photos, and then arrives in a quarter of the usual time, you'll love eSnail. Head to eSnail.com, type or paste in your 800-odd word missive, add the address, and press send. eSnail then prints, folds, securely seals, and stamps the letter at the closest eSnail hub to its destination. eSnail print and post daily from hubs in the UK, the US, India and Australia to anywhere in the world with a physical address. Cost and delivery time depends on the destination. An eSnail letter sent from Mexico City to Hammersmith, from Hong Kong to rural Northamptonshire or to Granny down the road costs less than £3 or less than $3.50 and arrives in two days. London Calling listeners and all special friends get their first three eSnail letters free. Use the promo code LONDON at e-snail.com. That's e-snail.com. Get on the right side of the argument. Join the letter revolution at esnail.com. That's e-snail.com. Try it today. Okay, James. So, um, oh, Toby. Yeah, I've suddenly remembered. Before, before we before move on to your interesting point that you were going to make, um, I had an email, a concerned email from one of our one of our listeners um, about that Canadian guy you were bigging up last oh, week Pierre, as a, as a potential kind yeah, the, of saviour of the new leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Yeah, yeah. 
what's his name? Um, well, his first name is Pierre. Uh, and his second name, I'm okay, not sure, it's I'm just gonna po- do Poilevre. It's spelled P-O-I-W-L. Yeah, 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 I've got it. No, I, I just needed to find find the okay. email. Okay. Um, I'll just read, read out, uh, give, give you a taste. The Conservative Party of Canada's new leader, Pierre Poilievre, is no panacea for the mess that is Canada. A major figure in his election campaign was John Baird, who is with the Eurasia Group, and Baird appears on the WEF website. Pierre Polyevre did not speak out against mandates until it was politically safe to do so. Also, not a word by him about the danger of vaccines. Uh, yeah, Pierre Polyevre could also be described as a uniparty. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, well, I think it, he, one always imagines with foreign politics that somehow it's different from our own, and, and that. The, but I think it's the same. The same rules well, I think that apply. In his defence, um, he he did um, uh, he refused to condemn the um, freedom convoy. In fact, he, he he spoke out in support of the freedom convoy uh, at the very beginning, um, and uh, didn't buckle when he came under fire for doing so. Um, un- and, and, and he 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 was very critical of the um, vaccine mandates, and I think um, parted company from was it Ellen O'Toole, the then leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, for doing so. She was also quite, I think, quite critical of the uh, freedom convoy. Um, but um, in addition, he he said in August at a campaign rally that um, if any members of his cabinet, assuming he beats Trudeau at the next election, um, go to Davos, they can stay there because they won't be coming back into his government. So that was pretty definitive. Right. Well, maybe maybe he doesn't think he's going to win anyway. Maybe maybe he's just... No, I think he... I think he no, I think he, I think he does think he's going to win. I think... Uh, I think... Um, he's, he's, said, he's said various things, actually, since being elected, suggesting that he's very confident that... Um, I mean, of course, he's going to sound like that. That's just the way that politicians are. But yeah, yeah I that's think, the I thing. Think you know, I, I mean, think, I th- talk I, is I, cheap I, on the campaign trail. I think he, I think he's got a decent, decent chance of defeating Trudeau, uh, but we'll see. Um, so, uh, uh, um, I was, I was wanting to talk um, just briefly about um, uh, Ronda Santos's um, uh, brilliant bit of trolling, whereby he sent fifty Venezuelan um, illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Um, if you've seen this, it's caused an almighty fuss, as you can imagine, amongst the kind of um, rich liberals um, uh, camped out uh, for the summer at Martha's Vineyard. Um, so right. uh, Ken Burns, the famous documentarian um, who made that award-winning documentary about the American Civil War and is a kind of mainstay of you know PBS in America. Um, he is Mr. PBS. He, he's just made a documentary about the Holocaust and... Um, and he immediately, he's a, he's a Martha's Vineyard resident, and he immediately compared, you know, um, Ron DeSantis to Hitler for sending, you know, these illegal migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, it's, 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 it's because I think the governor of Massachusetts has said that um, they support, uh, you know, Biden's um, open door immigration policy and don't think there should be any restrictions at the US border. So it seems, you know, it doesn't seem unreasonable to then bus some of these illegal migrants to Massachusetts. Um, uh, if they, you know, if, I mean, <laughs> otherwise, there's no cost to actually endorsing the policy. I mean, it's all very well to endorse if you don't live in Texas, but very different if you live in Texas. I mean, I think it's it's been a brilliant, well, brilliant bit of trolling and it's, it's garnered a huge amount of publicity. It's mobilised and energize the conservative base. It's, I think it's put him in pole position now. I, I'm not. I'm not sure he, he, at, at the National Conservative Conference, NatCon, 
um, he gave the kind of uh, keynote speech or one of the keynote speeches and seemed to be endorsed by most of the delegates there. He's, I think, almost eclipsing Trump as the kind of nominee designate for the Republican right. presidential nomination in 2024. Um, yes. Um, well, presumably, presumably there is an election. You, I mean, do you, do you think the midterms are going to happen? Yes, I do. Why wouldn't they? Well, because... Because the the Democrats are going to lose loads of seats, and they might so arrange it that they don't that they don't um that they never happen. They might some, find some new excuse. It's like monkey box with, with prevent, me, prevent the midterms from taking place. Yeah. No, I think they will. I think they will. Um, and I, yeah. I don't. And I think that the Democrats are going to get a very bloody nose. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought. I yes. Could, by the yeah, way, no. I, I I meant to say. Um, my take. Um, take home from that what you just said was you've just spared me the, the need to see Ken Burns' um, enormous um, series about what was it about the Americans about the Americans Civil War yeah that's supposed to be very good yeah I mean anyone with well yeah anyone with politics like that I'm just not interested if that's what he thinks if that's his if that's where he's coming from then uh, you know why would you why would you trust his his, his line mm. on the on American Civil War yeah yeah um, so, um, what else has been happening in your world, James? Anything interesting? Anything exciting? What about these riots in Leicester? I mean, you're not a million miles from Leicester, are you? Um, uh, or are you? You're sort of in the Midlands, aren't you? I mean, how far? Are you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably, I could probably get there reasonably quickly. Why? Why? Well, the, do, you, do you want me to go and? Well, you might go and do go and report on, on the ground reporting, a bit of podcasting. Yeah. Well, so well, I, I didn't know about these riots. What's been happening? So, um, I think when. India beat um, Pakistan at cricket a couple of weeks ago. I think in India, um, uh, there, there was some um, jubilation on the streets of Leicester from you know the Hindus, not the Muslims, and and sort of mobs of of um, cricket hooligans, um, Hindu cricket hooligans formed and started chanting you know death to Pakistan. And ever since then, um, tensions have been increasing. There've been kind of running battles between groups of Islamic and Hindu youths, um, and um, and you know um, a couple of days ago it kind of escalated into what felt like a kind of full full blown civil unrest, with kind of complete you know, lots of police involved, community leaders coming out trying to calm the situation down, um, and you know levels of kind of sectarianism that would you typically associate with kind of Kashmir. Um, rather than um, uh, Leicester, um, it's as you know the, the sectarian disputes um, uh, within the Indian subcontinent appear to have erupted on the streets of, of Leicester, um, which is right. pretty alarming. And, and I think one of the interesting things about it is that um, you know all the efforts to kind of tackle racism in this country, you know the vast multi-million-pound industry that um you know um exist to supposedly you know stamp out any vestige of racism is all directed at white people the assumption is that you know only white people can be racist you don't have to think about any possibility of racism amongst non-whites indeed most professional anti-racists don't think you can be racist if you're not white it's something else but the truth is you know Racism is a problem in Leicester, but it's not a problem because white people have racist attitudes or are discriminating against non-whites. The problem is that different groups of non-white people hate each other uh, for, for seemingly racist reasons. Um, uh, and yes. and they, they, haven't, they seem to have neglected this problem. 
Um, uh, you know, uh, and that's perhaps where their efforts should be targeted, not at kind of you know white football fans. Um, so you know, it, it does, it does, it does seem to. It seems for me, it's like a you know, if if. And of course, the, the anti-racism industry, no one, as far as I know, has said anything about this or even recognised that it's a problem. But clearly, you know, there is a huge amount of, you know, fairly uh, virulent racism amongst the um, Pakistani and Indian populations or populations of Indian and Pakistani heritage um, in, in Leicester. Uh, which is well, kind of we, we did kind of see that during partition, didn't we? Well, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were, there were hints. There were hints that, that that there was a degree of tension between the uh, the Muslims and the and, and the Hindus. Yeah, but uh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think, I don't think has it ever? It's, has it, it's not going to go has away. Has it ever erupted though into the streets of a British city before? Perhaps it has. I know there were. Oh, probably I has. Think there were riots in. There were race riots in Leicester. I think about what about forty years ago. Um, I think it was in Leicester anyway. Um, maybe it was in Bradford, or maybe it was in Bradford and Leicester. Um, but um, yeah, that may have had a sectarian dimension. But yeah, pretty alarming stuff, um, and um, perhaps um, a harbinger of you know of what a post Elizabeth II Britain is going to look like. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, should we hear from um, one of our one of our most loyal sponsors? The world. Just like your business is changing fast. So when you need a new hire, you have to find them ASAP. For top talent, fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful t- hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Don't make your candidates jump through hoops. Indeed's virtual interview tool means there's nothing to download. Just click and talk. With virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interview tool works from your browser. Indeed saves you headaches. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins or purchases. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business. You You have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash London to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash London. Indeed.com slash London. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So James, I um, I was uh, privileged to um, uh, see Jordan Peterson speak last week. At an event organised by Legatum, and uh, and then went. Why were you privileged? Well, why didn't you just go and see him? Um, well, um, <laughs> I suppose I could have gone to see him, um, uh, uh, but I think he was doing some paying gigs. I think he did one at Wembley, and he's been touring. Uh, mi- oh, I see. Well, this was a, this, you, 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 it was like a private gig. Yeah, it was it? like a, it was like an invitation only. Um, oh right, uh, was it? What you on his? You're on his on his 
on his card list, on his Christmas well, card list? It was, it was, there were about, I'd say there were probably about 250 people in the audience, but then there was a dinner afterwards for about 15 people. So I was doubly privileged. 15? About 15, yeah. Um, so who was there? Who else had gone? Tell me who else was well, there. Well, I'd better not. I might be breaking a Chatham House rule. Um, but interestingly. Yeah, but Chatham House rule is, it, Chatham House is a horrible institution, so you well, should be happy to, but to I don't break get their rule. Trouble. Did you see that um, Catherine Burblesing, the. Um, often referred to as the strictest headmistress in Britain, who runs the wildly successful... Um, yes, Michaela we Kings. love Catherine. We love Catherine. Um, she, um, she, so she posted a picture of herself standing next to Jordan Peterson because he came to visit Michaela, I think the day after I saw him speak. And she was um, deluged with kind of hateful abuse um, on Twitter. People were saying, I'm reporting you to Ofsted. Um, this is a safeguarding incident. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, they, they they make up all all kinds of stuff, don't they? Anything they can they can chuck. Well, the, they'll the, do the, it. The, contrast the reaction to. Um, and if you saw these pictures over the weekend of the trans teacher at the Canadian high school, so there is a there is a a, a, a biological male who identifies as a woman, and um, had turned up to school. I think they teach something like metalwork or manufacturing studies or something. Uh, but it, they, they work in a, you know, in, in a kind of workshop uh, with the kids uh, doing other woodwork or metalwork or something similar. And, uh, and he had, sorry, she had turned up to school with the most enormous prosthetic breasts. So do you see the pictures? It was quite extraordinary. I mean, they were like comedy breasts. No. They, in fact, were identical to the breasts that oh, Kenny well, Everett the, the, used to the, wear when he dressed up as a woman. The, the ones I saw were like in the wrong place. They were like where his belly is. Is that the one? Like what? I'm sure I saw, I, I, I was, was, you know, like skipping through the internet as you do. And I saw a picture of a man with a, with huge bosoms on his tummy. Uh, was that yeah, the one? that is the one. Yeah, yeah. That is extraordinary. It was... It's like he was taking the piss. It's like there's no way that, that, that he can have thought that women have their breasts well, down there. Maybe. It may, maybe. I mean, it's hard to know. Maybe he was. Maybe he was just trolling. The school. For Maybe he was, he'd been studying cows because <laughs> cows do have their breasts Maybe in that in part. Fact, but identifies as um, as a brood mare. But um, no, it was it was um, it, the extraordinary thing was the school's response. You know, I think some pupils took a picture of the teacher with these kind of yeah. enormous inflated fake boobs and uh, and put them on you know social media. And so the school was then asked for comment and. Um, and it said um, it recognises the rights of students, staff, parents, guardians and community members to equitable treatment without discrimination based upon gender identity and gender expression. We strive to promote a positive learning environment in schools consistent with the values, blah, 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 to ensure a safe and inclusive environment for all students, regardless of race, age, ability, sex, gender, identity, gender expression, sexual orientation, ethnicity, religion, cultural observance, socioeconomic service and a body size type, blah, blah, blah. It was like they doubled down on their kind what of was this? What was this school? What's the name of the... Uh, the School was called, is, it, is it a state school? Uh, yeah, it was um, Oakville Trafalgar High School, which is a, a state school in um, in Canada, in Ontario. Um, but yeah, it didn't say, you know, you, we've suspended this teacher pending an investigation for wearing the for looking like a cow, of, wearing the biggest pair of fake boobs we have ever seen. Yeah, um, and uh, no, it said uh, we would defend her right to appear in school. I mean, it, 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 like. The nipples are like a couple of, um, you know, uh, uh, starting switches on an aircraft carrier. I mean, they're, they, it's unbelievable. Put someone's eye out. Um, yeah. 
it's just it's sort of uh yeah, god i mean I, but it does seem it does seem real it seems like you know it wasn't a teacher trolling the school in order to kind of induce them to produce this kind of absurd restatement of its kind of inclusive policy it seems like it was genuine um but who knows maybe we'll find out more in due course um but contrast the reaction to you know the woke left have kind of you know defended the this teacher turning up to this school with a fake boobs thinking nothing to see here how dare you be so prejudiced and discriminatory you transphobe but uh, but Catherine yeah, Burblesing, but, like? but Catherine Burblesing appears standing next to Jordan Peterson, and suddenly it's a safeguarding incident. <laughs> what must it be like to be a, a kid at school these days, and 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 your teacher turns up looking like a cow with his udders on his tummy, and, and you're not you're supposed, supposed to, to what, sit there. You're, I guess you just no, you're, not, you're not supposed to you notice. Must... How could you, how could you not spend the whole class going? What is this? freak doing um, do you think do you think if you kind of if you you know if you if you so much as snigger you get a detention <laughs> i yeah I mean, you must have yeah to, probably you must have to be able to exercise superhuman levels of restraint not to kind of burst out laughing when, when, when a teacher wearing prosthetic breasts the size of babies' heads you know walks into a room actually they're bigger than that <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, I, I was, I was, I was taken aback um, when I when I saw it, and you know, I don't normally go in for these culture wars thing, but it was, it was pretty, it was pretty outrageous. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've milked that one um, pretty thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so what anyway, else so, uh, what so else yeah, is? so I, um, I, I, uh, and I, 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 I saw you were telling me about the Jordan yeah, Peterson thing. Yeah. Well, so look, so where I, because I used to. But when it, oh, when we were all encouraged to think he was the great white hope of ever, when there was this, do you remember that crap about the intellectual dark web? Yes, was the, 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 we were persuaded that there were these there were these contrarian intellects who were going to save the world. It was absolute rubbish. I, I, I have my deep suspicions about a lot of lot of people on the on the in, intellectual whatever it's called intellectual what, dark what did web. I say yeah, was? I was waiting for the Intelle- call it the IDW. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. waiting for the. You know, uh, that was just a, that was just another thing that was. Just, it was a bit like sort of riot gruel, one of those one <laughs> of those media inventions which means absolutely zilch. Um, but yeah, I, I was briefly a fan of Jordan Peterson's, and then and then he was remarkably silent during the whole lockdown vaccine nonsense. Mm. You know, the, the, this this champion of of. of rigor and, and well he and, but he did have a period of ill health i think that coincided well with yeah so, so okay and so he has, I, been I fairly, has been fairly outspoken in condemning vaccine mandates um uh, well yeah yeah but yeah but look it's easy to it's easy to condemn vac- any 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 fool can condemn vaccine mandates that's not that's not the line in the sand is it the line in the sand is is the vaccines themselves it's vaccine injuries you know anyone who's not talking about vaccine injuries is not in the game number one yeah, like, like probably Jeremy Vine could probably talk. About, well, no, actually, it's a bad example. I think he was he was all for vaccine mandates, but but even the people that we despise, some of them uh, could easily come out and be against vaccine mandates. The, what, what I want to know is: has he spoken out on anything that requires a degree of moral courage? Has he? Yeah. Has he? Has he? Has he pointed out? I think um, vaccine injuries. Is he talking about that? Well, I, d- for I don't know. Actually, um, he may have done. He may have done. You may be doing him a disservice. Um, no but, doubt. So, oh, so how robust was he in his in his in his speech? Was he? Did he say anything of any interest? Well, he was talking. It was already. It was all a. It was. It was. It was sort of. Uh, 
it was mainly a kind of um, about um, Piaget, um, a child psychologist, a very influential child psychologist who worked at the beginning of the 20th century and about, you know, um, the resonance of his ideas today. Um, and it was actually sort of um, segued into a kind of um, Jeremiah against um, uh, restricting freedom. So it was a kind of a, the case for freedom, but rooted in an understanding of the human psyche as it develops in children. But it was, it was pretty persuasive, pretty good. I mean, the really the, the striking thing about him, the really remarkable thing, is how unbelievably articulate he is. I mean, he just you know he, he never seems to have any difficulty finding exactly the right word, exactly the right phrase. He can talk about quite complicated ideas in a really easy to grasp way. He kind of maintains his train of thought. I mean. He's like a kind of marvelous kind of preacher, um, uh, uh, and it's just it's just okay. it's, it's it's something to behold seeing him at full. But flight. would he would was were there any gobbets of, of of red meat that would have appealed to Team James people? Was it all a bit sort it's of hard, esoteric and arty farty hard, and hard to appeal to these days, James? For that, um, but I, I try, let me think. I mean, he was um, he was uh, he was uh, he was he was he was I think he was. Um, I think he said something sympathetic about the Freedom Convoy. He clearly doesn't like Justin Trudeau. Um, oh well, that's a big deal. It's like like saying I don't like Hitler. It's not. It's, it's not quite. It's not really a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed it. By the way, by the way, privilege. by the way, the reason the reason okay. I was so I, I was so awkward at the beginning of this podcast is because I had a, I had a, a member of my family in in the in the room at the time and I could not I could not speak freely there's a, there's a bit of a we're in a bit of a a royalist household uh, here and I and I have to watch my tongue otherwise I just get I just get um so I'm I'm sorry to listeners for that but it was just cause I completely cramped my scar- style and I couldn't say anything oh well, you were going to say seditious things about the funeral oh I, well, absolutely <laughs> I bloody was it's really annoying and I and I know I know Team James were listening were waiting for me to but I but I, I just can't you know you you've got to think well, about your your family relationships team, as well uh, as your, Toby, your your brand maybe mightily relieved that you 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 bit your tongue James. Um, no, because I because it was I look. You, you listened back to the first part of this podcast. It was very awkward. I, I I wasn't saying much, you know. I don't I don't I don't like having my style cramped. I don't like having to to bite my tongue. It really goes against everything. There was but there um, we are. The, 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 did you see? I don't know if you saw over the weekend, but um, uh, the, I think the Times, the Sunday Times, published an interview with um, Graham Norton, the um, BBC personality and chat show host and radio DJ in which he explained why there weren't more right-wing figures on his kind of, um, uh, his chat show, the Graham Norton show. And he said, and he, he actually said it's because, you know, first of all, he said it was because, um, you know, that it's, it, it's, he said it was, Megvum had been cancelled. And, um, and even though he, in some cases, thought it was unfair that they'd been cancelled, at the same time, if you have them on, it's sort of like taking sides and sending a message to the people who cancelled them that you disapprove of what they've done. So better to stay out of it. That seemed to be the gist of his response. And then the other thing he said was that even if we could find uncancelled right-wing pundits to come onto my show, I'm not sure the audience wants to hear from them. It was like, hang on a second. Well, you're you know you're what, a BBC I... employee. You're, not supposed, you're supposed to be impartial. And I, I don't know about you. 
I do not watch and have not watched anything on, on BBC or ITV or Channel 4 for a really, really long time. I mean, I, I, I may have been forced to occasionally in the course of my duties as a, 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 as a TV reviewer, but, but even then I try and avoid it as much as possible. And I think that, that I am not uncommon. I think everyone on Team James will have given up listening to the BBC, watching the BBC or, or, or any of the mainstream channels ages ago i mean they're they're pure poison the idea that one might watch graham norton for entertainment that the these people are all they're all lifetime actors they're all they are all where they are because they are part of this in, incredibly corrupt um and frankly evil world that we live in they're all part of the the, the psyop so uh, why would you want to watch graham norton they're just they're just working for the satanic elites they're not they're not you know, they've got nothing to do with entertainment. It's that's all just an illusion. Should we? Should we? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Did I throw you there? Well, a, a conquer. Just I was. I was making up for lost ground. Yeah. <laughs> in the early part of the team, podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, I was slightly wrong-footed, James, because um, a a conquer just fell onto the roof of my shed. I don't know if I've explained this to you, but um, uh, I, 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 my my garden shed sits beneath um, a horse chestnut. And during the autumn, for like something like a two-month period, um, a, a, a conker falls on my roof almost every 30 seconds. And it's unbelievably right. loud. And it feels like I'm being Is bombed. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I spend all day and every day picking up the shells and the conkers from the lawn and kind of packing them into bags. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's so inconvenient. I'm, I'm almost tempted to chop the tree down. And it has got the horse chestnut disease. So the leaves go yellow, you know, quite early on in sort of July, um, and after that, it looks pretty unsightly. Well, you know, you know, that's because of some sort of um, that's because of a pest. Yeah, but that I think it, I think it came from Bulgaria um, originally. Yeah, and um, it's infected it, vast swathes of our. It's it's just population. ruined. It, it it's ruined autumn basically. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't I don't blame the Bulgarians for this. I mean, as you know, I'm, I'm married to somebody who's part Bulgarian, but. Um, it's really sad that you cannot enjoy a horse chestnut tree beyond, say, midsummer because yeah. they the, their leaves go all manky. Yeah, it is horrible. And apparently, there's no cure for it. There's no cure yet. So, uh, in spite of the preservation order on on my horse chestnut, I may have to chop it down if I can get permission. Yeah. Um, so, James, um, should we hear from one more sponsor and then go to Culture Corner? I've got one thing to tell you about. Also, I wanted to discuss your Rings of Power review, which I thought was pretty good, and I. I am beginning to go off the wings of power. So, but before we get to that, <laughs> let's um, let's hear from let's hear from Thor Holt. Oh yes, good old Thor. Margaret Thatcher, Britain's first Lady Prime Minister and last vaguely conservative politician, said, "Don't follow the crowd. Let the crowd follow you." Imagine my surprise then when I realised that I, Thor Holt, was the lone sponsor on last week's show. My reaction was to message Toby, double my advertising spend right away, sir. And take that, sir, in lieu of the knighthood you richly deserve, Toby. 
When Maggie Thatcher owned balls of British steel, she did also close the coal mines based on early climate change bollocks. The moral of the story? Even the best of us make mistakes. That coal would have been well handy this winter, Margaret. London callers, don't lose heart with energy and economic challenges. Instead, let's show the crowd how it's done. Join me, support Young and Dellingpole in their worthy work. Speak directly to 20,000 plus of your fellow free thinkers for only £200. After all, £200 is last month's £150. Inflation being as high as it is, that is as high as... As high as a Hunter Biden hotel hooker. Bada boom. Want to hear about my sponsorship experience so far? I'll tell all. No need to find my laptop in a random repair shop. Simply connect linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Thor Holt. That's H-O-L-T. Or telegram at Thor underscore Holt. H-O-L-T. Thor, I think Thor is really clever. Um... In, I mean, obviously, I would say this that, that he's he's wise to advertise with us, but actually, I would have thought that that you've got a fairly good niche audience that that are, are well worth targeting, and are probably going to you're going to get a much better response out of London calling than you are out of uh, some of the more vanilla vanilla Absolutely. podcasts yeah. out there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, and, it's, yeah. It's, uh, and I think he's I think he's had a blockbuster response to his ads actually which is um why he's really i think he has I, yeah. exactly uh, by the way i can i say again i'm really really sorry for being so so boring in the first i, I just can't, i can't i can't do a podcast when i've got people listening in right. it's, it's a nightmare yeah, um, you know when they're when they're sort of tut tutting I, I quite enjoyed the more subdued um <laughs> more reasonable oh, yeah, well, anyway. well, cause that's because because <laughs> you you made all the running and you could just chat away <laughs> so yeah. um Rings of power, yeah. Um, I thought the, the 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 point you made in your review, which is that there seems to be a lot of kind of obviously manufactured conflict and obstacles thrown in the path of our heroes, which kind of lack much credibility. It's as though they've obviously been just created for the sake of putting something in their path because the rules of drama require it's performative that tension. Yeah, performative tension. Yeah. Good, good phrase. Um, yeah, and and I. The the last episode, um, I don't know if you saw it. I watched it a couple of nights ago, um, which which had which had a kind of uh, in the kind of town square in um, yeah. Numenor. Is that what it's called? Um, that there, there was um, uh, someone complaining about you know these elves coming into our country, taking our jobs. <laughs> using our public services and it was clearly he was supposed to it was supposed to be a kind of you know um a reference to um anti-immigration populist right-wing rhetoric um and you're thinking wait a minute that feels a bit kind of um shoehorned in to the kind of tolkien-esque story here um why yeah. why why are you kind of shoving your own progressive open borders politics into this now that's bloody irritating anyway there's a lot of that going on in this. Yeah, there's a lot I'm, of that I'm not on. sure right. I, how I, much I, I'm going to put a stomach in. I initially thought, well, if the only kind of progressive taint on this series is the colourblind casting, I can certainly live with that. But um, other progressive uh, elements are creeping in um, and it is becoming, by each episode, I think, uh, more grating. Anyway, so that's The Rings the, of Power. The, the pacing is 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 awful. It is I quite mean, slow, isn't it? Awful. I, yeah, I, I kind of quite like that kind of stately sedate pace to begin with as the story kind of i thought you know i'll i'll in the same way that you know the first of the lord of the rings film 
did quite a lot of world building and kind of establishing the characters and it was kind of like it was kind of all exposition uh, and you didn't mind that because you knew that what was coming and you know they needed to do it in order to kind of pay it off a bit later but with this it's still you know you kind of like there's a lot of world building and exposition going on and it's uh, you know it's becoming as you say when's it going to explode into life and it hasn't really exploded into life yet and I'm, I think I think, four I think one needs to make a distinction but, but between um, sort of Okay, so Dune, for example, or or the, uh, the the Blade Runner sequel, whatever it was, Blade Runner was it twenty forty eight? That those films, you you enjoyed their their language. Well, I did anyway. I enjoyed the language pace because because there was nice cinematography and you enjoyed the kind of the spaciousness of it all and the epic epic vision. But here, you've with, with this with this Lord of the Rings, it's like they've they've been to they've been to film school and they've learned how to do a script and it and it's script writing by numbers you know that 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 you've got to you know generate tension at every turn but for example there's the scene where the 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 perfumed ponce elf what's he called um yeah elrond um, the, the, the elrond the fruity elf yeah goes to visit the the the, the dwarf the dwarf kingdom yeah and he says to his mate, oh, they love me here, you know, I'm, I, we go back a long way. And he goes inside and they say, well, you're not welcome here. We don't like you. And then they, we have to have a, a rock smashing contest, which is really quite dull. Just take turns to bash rocks, rocks. And, and then, then we, get, we discover that the reason the, the dwarf has been sulking is because the elf hasn't been to see him for a very long time. Yeah, that seemed like a kind of petty reason to kind of get angry, didn't it? I thought. Yeah, well, well, so all this goes on. That often you'll find with, with this Rings of Power, it will take half an hour to tell you what uh, a normal scriptwriter could have accomplished in 30 seconds. You know, the, 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 what, what were the points they're trying to convey? That there was tension between the elf and dwarfs and... Um, well, that's it, isn't it? The, the, the but you you didn't need to sit there for half an hour. Well, I suppose it was. I suppose it was. A, I suppose often the one of one of the kind of um, you know the, the screenwriting one hundred and one rules is that you disguise exposition with conflict, and I suppose part of the purpose of that um, fight between you know the dwarf prince and Elrond was to establish the dwarf prince backstory so he was able to go he was annoyed with Elrond because he didn't come to his wedding he hadn't been there for the birth of his children yeah sure so that, but, in but, that way you learned that he you learned a bit about the character though my god but his, you're actually his... reinforcing my point that this that that that, that clearly the scriptwriters had learned this stuff at, at, at mm. film school and, and and hadn't learned to apply it with any degree of subtlety or, or finesse it, it, you, you can see the joins yeah it, that's it's yeah really it's, yeah and they're trying to spin it out it's like they've learned the wrong lesson from lost mm. which is just just really really just make every episode last about five times longer than it should be for the actual information yes. being conveyed yes. and spin it out because yeah i mean I, I, as i say i think i think you know i'm willing to tolerate a bit of that provided it's paid off before too long. Otherwise, you know, your patient just just your patience just runs out. And in loss, my patience did run out. I mean, I I completely lost interest in the series after season one. Um, but and ditto with twenty four as well. Um, but um, with this, I'm still I'm still you know I haven't quite given up on it yet. I still think that you know we might see some 
explosions of action and proper drama no know, in the no to come no no it's doomed toby you you there's, there's no way Maybe it can right. it can extricate itself from this yeah no you're probably right um so ju- and i'm not you uh, uh, have you been watching the other one the the lord of the, the um game of thrones thing yeah I, I i haven't seen the most recent episode but yeah i've been watching that too if you it, what do you think uh, I, I i i don't get excited I don't look forward no. to each new episode no. at all. I, I, I've been a bit underwhelmed by House of the Dragon. Too. I think it's a bit sordid, actually. Yeah, it is. Do you a, think? It's, it's you know, a bit sort of underage. Yeah, you know, which underage girl is going to marry the old man? Yeah, it's kind of thing. Yeah, that, that, you don't like it's the kind of like a bit creepy. Of it and the kind of immorality. Yeah, sort of seediness and 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 really nastily violent. Yeah, and you're kind of thinking, is this where we are with 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 culture and popular entertainment? Now that's what we've got, sort of paedophilia and ultraviolence. Yeah, I, it's, uh, yeah. I don't mind that so much. It's just that it's just it's a bit. It's a, it's kind of like I don't know. It, again, it feels like um, there's so much world building and kind of exposition going on, and I kind of want to get to the meat of it. I was like, I feel like I've done enough homework now. Let's see the story unfold properly yeah um but anyway yeah. um so um i have discovered a new series james i i which i started watching last night uh, and, I, and it's not gonna be one of your toby's like i i quite recommend it if you've got nothing is it is it an actual full-on recommend well i, I think on the, strength oh, no. of the first episode it's a full-on recommend but i have only seen one episode and it's called the capture right. and it's on on the beep have you seen it oh somebody mentioned this to me yeah, someone re- someone recommended it to me too, and um, so I gave it a whirl last night, and I thought it was pretty good. The 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 the, the um, it, it's got an implausibly attractive um, uh, heroine, who isn't a lesbian, um, uh, but uh, she looks about twenty five, and she's supposedly done four years, kind of uh, in the anti anti terrorism squad or unit, um, and she's now been kind of assigned to homicide and kidnapping where she has to prove her bona fides in order to get a kind of to head up an anti-terrorism unit and um and uh and it's about this it's sort of there's a there's a soldier who is accused of having kind of shot an innocent taliban fighter after he'd surrendered and he does time in jail and then he and then there's a kind of uh, an appeal hearing and then and, it, and it's all to do with manipulated cctv webcam yes helmet cam footage um uh, and how that can be kind of manipulated to distort the truth and pursue kind of yes nefarious agendas but uh, yeah i think you'll like it because i it's no. it, it strikes me as though um it seems to be plunging into the territory of a kind of full-blown paranoid conspiracy thriller yes along the same which lines is which is the, the world we're living in right is, now which is yeah which is uh well, which is very much your world so i think you'll like it it's not i mean it's it's, it's well it's your world too terms you just don't know it yet maybe uh, it's a bit <laughs> the, it's, the, the, it's 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 in the same it's in it's sort of it's in the same territory as um uh, slow horses anyway give it a whirl see what you think no i will do because actually funnily enough team james people have been recommending it as as an example of predictive programming that that Revealing the method, okay, because because they have to show us that part of their sort of karmic deal is that they have to show us what they're planning for us and what they and what they do, which which apparently absolves them of moral responsibility when they do it. So this would make sense why the BBC, which is have a glimpse into into our collective future, then by tuning in, it's on our BBC iPlayer, and I think all the episodes are there, as far as I know. Um, oh, okay, so it's free. Um, I. I will I will check it out. Okay. okay that's good. Um, 
Well, there we are. Okay, James. I think we've probably done enough, haven't we? I think we probably have. Yeah. I hope. I just hope yeah. that my the, before I corrected that weird. Oh, the echo. echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. It's yeah. all. It's awful when one makes oh, a. God, a te- so I mean, I, I don't do it very often. We, we may be speaking know, again in uh, in a couple of hours, but let's hope not. Well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope not, because I'll be on the way to the airport to, to go. And, okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right, mate. Right. Good. Okay. All, right. all right. See you. Bye. Bye. This is London Calling. Ricochet. Join the conversation.